Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? I'm great. I'm gravy. We're doing the most and least. Hell yeah. Gucci gang. What's going on? Oh, I didn't get to chit-chat with you guys about my whole Disney adult experience. I'm going to get into that. And then we have a very exciting guest in the studio, which I'll get to in a second, but I got so many questions. I have not done a full recap on Disney adults. And I promise you guys, next week I'm getting back into the voicemails. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty with the hotline. Something happened. Wires were crossed. So please call into the voicemails next week, 800-213-7503. We are up and running. But this interview with the incredibly talented Harvey Guillen, it just couldn't have come out at a better time. We're going to get into an interview in a hot second, but I wanted to break down my Disney adults. Y'all, so here's the deal. I had a show in Orlando like two weekends ago and sold out show in this beautiful, insane theater. It was absolutely insane. Such an amazing audience. We had an engagement at the damn theater. Like it was, it was unreal. It was such a great show. I had the time of my life. And then we stayed a couple of days extra to do this, you know, this Disney situation. Now y'all know I've been talking shit for a while. Okay. I've been like, I don't understand. Why would you as a grown adult go to Disney if you don't have, you know, little children? And this is what I will say. First of all, shout out to Chrissy who planned everything. She owns this incredible tour company in Orlando and it's Touring Plans. Follow them on Instagram at Touring Plans. They're a pro travel company and they basically, if you want to do Disney, you want to do it right, do it with them. So Chrissy was like, listen, Heather, I'm a fan. I'm going to make sure that you have such a VIP, literally like creme de la creme experience. You will come back to Disney. After having this VIP experience, okay? And this was not paid for, like I didn't pay for anything. This is not like sponsored, but Chrissy was just like, this is my job in life is to make sure that you leave being like, I get it. Y'all, I'll tell you what, I did a tequila tasting in Epcot. And after about the third Mezcal, I looked at a grown ass man wearing goofy ears and I said, 
I get it. You know what I mean? Because here's my deal. I actually think Disney is more fun without your children. I actually think the people who go to Disney with kids aren't doing it right. If you got six strollers and then you got to worry about whether like McKinley or Brantley is tall enough to ride Space Mountain and they can't do a tequila tasting with you, then actually you're not winning. I probably wouldn't take my kids to Disney until they're about 12 years old where I can like, you know, just let them hang out outside of wherever, the Magic Kingdom. Okay, you want to go on Safari Ride? Like I want to split off. I want Jeff and I to have matching fanny packs and we're crushing the ride so hard. And like, I got one daughter who like complains because she gets like motion sickness. Like, you know what? We didn't need your kind of negativity, but we, you know, here you are. You're 13, you're being a little bitch. And your father and I would like to have a couple of drinks and then hit Space Mountain. So anyways, am I coming around? Yes. Do I know all of the characters? No. Did I see Mickey enough? Sure didn't. But did I have a great time? I sure did. So I want to say to the city of Orlando, to the Disney adults out there, will I continue to roast you on stage for sure. But the fact of the matter is, I think the adults are doing it better. And if you have children, God bless you. Okay, so anyways, I want to get right into this episode. I'm so excited. So here's the deal. Harvey Guillen is one of these actors who you've seen him in so much stuff and he is on the rise. This is a big deal, guys. So he is doing press right now and promos for this new scripted podcast called Bone Mary Berry. I have a tiny little cameo in it. It's produced here by Dear Media. And so when I knew he was in the studio, I was like, listen, is there any way I can get him on the podcast? I just want to grill him about like the business because he is in the thick of it right now. If you've not seen his show, What We Do in the Shadows on FX, it is so insane and hysterical and he is so perfect. It's one of my favorite shows. He's also in the number one show on Amazon called Reacher. He's crushing it. And I literally used my, I'm like such a skeezer right now. I was like, listen, here's a deal. Can I get an interview? We'll just tell him that we're doing press for this podcast that's on this network. But really, I just want to grill him about like what life's about. We got halfway through our interview about catching up on everything. And then we had a complete technical meltdown. Okay. We were doing it over Zoom. Literally, it's like, zoom, the lights go out. The whole thing didn't record. But I was grilling him about what it's like to be in Hollywood and how he kind of came up. He's so amazing. You need to check him out. He's just one of the best guys and he's so nice. And I'm so honored that I was able to weasel my way in by basically convincing his PR publicist being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about press. Yeah, we're going to talk about press, about upcoming projects. But no, I just basically got him to do an episode of Absolutely Not. I'm obsessed with him. You're going to be obsessed with him too. Let's get right into it. I promise next week we will be back on the podcast with um, all the voicemails because I know there's a lot of shit to unpack. There's a lot of shit to discuss on absolutely not. Wow. Wow. She's still got it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome to the studio, my near and dear friend, Harvey. So here's the thing. Obviously, we're on the same network right now with Dear Media, and you have an unscripted podcast that's coming out, which I had a tiny little cameo in. It's called Bone Mary Berry. Harvey, tell me about your experience recording and and being a part of the creative process of Bone Mary Berry. It was such a fun offer to do this because it was so different from the you know world that I'm doing film and television. And something about it was really appealing just because I feel like stories through podcasts 
feels very old fashioned through radio and it's on the rise of like, it's still storytelling. And it's like, it is a, a lot of work. It is like, you know, yeah. acting with your voice and make sure you convey every emotion with just your vocal cords. That's a job in itself. Cause you can't use your yeah. face. You can't rely on your mannerism or your body movement. So it was really fun to jump into that and play Sarah Hyland's friend who's lovely. And I knew her before this. And so it was kind of a, the chemistry between us is great. And this cast is so amazing as you're a part of, you know, yeah, but you guys are so great. It's so funny. Like, I think it's so cool now. Like, I mean, obviously I'm in the podcasting world, but the scripted podcasting world, like it's so well produced. Like, obviously I think it's fantastic, but just what a cool thing. And literally also, like I said this before we had a malfunction, but like, if you're an actor nowadays, you're not involved in some sort of podcast, like you're behind the time. So <laughs> dude, this was a good career move. Don't worry. This was a good idea. Yeah, I think it's good. And I always like to put on different hats and they've been nothing but lovely, you know, uh, from the creators the director, the cast, everyone who's been involved has been such a lovely Hell experience. Yeah. And to do this that. during a time of craziness and do it safely, it was so great. And I would do another one in a heartbeat because it was such a lovely experience. And what's great about voiceover work is you do get to do it in like your underwear, you know what I mean? Or your pajamas. <laughs> that's, that's what's nice. That's right. And they asked me to stop doing that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They were like, you know, this is actually an HR liability thing. So yeah. we need to put on pants. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you had a couple things. We'll play this quick game of Bone Mary Berry. And you had some questions for me. Yes. Okay, ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. I'm picking three right now. And here are your three. Which ones are you going <laughs> to Bone Mary Berry? Ready? First yeah. one is Nicolas Cage. Oh, great. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Chris Pratt. Oh, okay. Zach Efron. Oh, okay. This is easy. I'm going to marry Chris Pratt because I feel like he's just like a sensible, good, solid foundation. I'm going to bone Zach Efron. Hello. Okay. Talk about high school musical fantasy. And then I'm probably going to bury Nicolas Cage only because like, can you imagine waking up next to Nicolas Cage as one of his like really intense characters? And I think he's about to play Joe Exotic. You know, he's a method actor. He gets into it. I would be terrified if you woke up next to Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic, you'd have night terrors for the rest of your life. And I think he's playing Dracula in the new Rembrandt. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's going to be like three years of method acting hell. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, would you do the same or what are your thoughts? Actually, you pretty much nailed it. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Bones back <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Mary Chris. Pratt. I mean, like, this is a little problem. Like would I marry uh, uh, I, I hear you, but, say, but you know, like sensible kind. Sensible, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And probably, yeah, Nicholas. So we're on the same page. We're like, we're pretty much soulmates. I think at this point, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. We are soulmates. So we were talking earlier before, you know, we had a full technical meltdown on our end, but you know, you've worked every probably job coming up in Hollywood or, you know, what were the jobs that you had the absolutely not jobs that you had coming up before you got into acting, before you got your big break? I mean, there was a lot of jobs that I was, not looking forward to even auditioning for. I mean, early on, I had an agent who was Latino themselves and they yeah. were basically telling me that all the jobs I was going to go out for and most likely book was the gangbanger, uh, the custodian, yeah. which up, uh, English, uh, the mechanic. And then I was just like, is that all you see me? You're Latino as well. Like, don't you want to break that stereotype and and expand? And, and the idea was that he had already been brainwashed into accepting that as your faith. And like, I'm an agent now and that I'll represent these people who were represent us. And it was like, Oh, yeah. it's kind of a messed up um, cycle. So then I was no longer going to work with them and decided that I'm not trying to fill a mold here. Like I am the mold, you know, like I am right. my own product. We're all our own products. We're not right. The reason that you see like, you know, 
celebrities and A-listers who are me, it's like, there's no one like them. You know, it's just like, there's just right. because they are selling themselves as, as a product. And so the way I see it is like, you know, I'm a dessert and I'm going around with a little tray to like tables and it's either you're in the mood for dessert or you're not, but I'm not going to waste any time trying to convince you that you want sweets and you, you want, want me. Dessert. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not wasting any more time. Like I spent so many years trying I've told you how to run your shampire, be a boss, babe. You know what I mean? And how do you start that? You want to start an e-commerce business. How do I sell tour tickets? Listen, I started on Squarespace. I love Squarespace, okay? From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Y'all, I have realized you have to outsource stuff, okay? Work smarter, not harder. And the best thing about Squarespace is they make it so easy. All of the tools are there. You want to look at analytics. You want to look at who's coming by your website. You want to look at what sales perform the best. You want to see some back-end stuff. How to run your business. Make it easy. Use Squarespace. You can be a one-woman operation. I'm dumber than a brick, and I was able to build a website on Squarespace. Literally. Literally. You want to look at my SAT scores? Not great. But did I build my own website? Sure did. I love Squarespace. I think they just are such a great service. It's such a great platform. And it's an amazing way for you to help, you know, boost your business, whatever you're trying to do. Here's the thing. Head to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, go to, I'm going to say it again, go to squarespace.com. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Don't make your life difficult. Just get squarespace.com and make your life easy. Okay. Whether you're doing e-commerce, whether you're doing a website to sell feet pics, whatever you want to do, do it right and do it with Squarespace. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate. We can't believe they let us put it on the air. Meet my best friend, Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait, are you peeing? Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Ellie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone, Mary, Barry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Guillen, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone Mary Berry is brought to you by Sakara, Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. I solely believe I do not trust somebody. Say if you and I were to go to a business lunch, okay? I don't care if it's like 11 a.m. and it's an early brunch. If they put down the dessert menu at a restaurant and you say you don't even want to look, I'm, business is off the table. Like, I don't trust you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, That's, that's shady. shady. It's shady. <laughs> yeah. It's really shady. And yeah. so like, that was the first test for me is that I'm not trying to like convince you. Of, I'm not trying to manipulate the situation. If you're on a strict diet of no sweets or whatever yeah. the case in your personal life is, then right, that's right. your journey. But I'm not trying to waste any more time convincing you because while I'm convincing you, there's yeah. someone in the next table who's looking around waiting for dessert yeah. and it's not coming. And then someone else comes over with their truck. You know, and they're like, here you go. So I always just like move it along, move it along, move it along. So I, I made a career out of that. I made a career out of roles that were not meant for me. If you look at my resume down to yeah. like the things like the internship was not written for me. I went to audition for a different role. 
but I knew that wasn't right for me and it wasn't the right fit, but I was going to do the character in my best ability. So I remember doing it and making, you know, Sean, the director, uh, producer, laughing on the floor, cracking up. And I was like, well, I even knew then. I knew then I couldn't get the part. That guy was laughing on the floor hysterically. I even knew that. I was like, I didn't book this. I'm not right for this role. He knows I'm not right for this role. What I did do, I booked the room. So if I leave and and I make a fan out of the casting director and the director or the producers or the writers in the room, they won't forget you. You might not work that week. You might not yeah. work at the project, but you will plant a seed that over time will sprout into a garden. And sometimes that garden comes back. You look back at the trail of the seeds that you plant. Like, oh my God, I forgot about the strawberries and the you know cucumbers and the pumpkins that I planted because they were planted along the way. You don't look back. You make sure you water them if you can. And you nurture them, get in sun. But it's like I see it as a metaphor for like a garden that you like sprouted. And and, and wow. when you look back at my career. It was a garden that I just by mistake planted seeds and like nurtured and let it grow because even down to the internship, it wasn't right for that. But the writer and the producers wrote a whole character for me. After doing that, my agent's like, oh, there's this role that they we submitted you for, but it's like a one day guest star a year above that. And I was like, I used to collect cans when I was little to pay for my first class. So I don't think I'm above, you know, like going in for something, even if it's a part that I think I can turn to something. I said, who's this character? Oh, he's part of the family. He's a superhero. I've never played a superhero. I've never been a big guy in tights and play superhero. That's something new. Check that off the list. And he's family. And he's like, yeah. So it's a one episode. I was like, family never goes away. There you go. Well, I feel like you just took me to church. This is like a life lesson. Like I literally, (laughs) when I asked the question, like, what are the jobs that you've had? I thought you were going to say something like I used to collect cans. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you're like giving me like a a masterclass right now and how to like not give up on auditioning. Shit. I was not ready for this. Okay. Sorry. Continue. So you're like, no, I want to go in for this. I went in for it. And I, and sometimes I fight my agents on the stuff early on. I would be really proactive about my career. I would go and get the breakdowns. I mean, you're not supposed to because you're not an agent, yeah, yeah. but I find a way because I have a friend who works for a friend and they would slip me the breakdowns. She and I would do my own I homework. like it. I do my own homework. I go down the breakdowns and I would email them. Have you submitted me for this role? They're like, how did you? It's like, don't ask how I know. Don't I ask, ask you, how did you submit me? And it's like, well, I don't know. Because it says, I was like, no, there's a loophole there. It says it could be creative. It could be different. It could be a wild card. Right. Submit me for this. And they're like, okay. So we got a good report going of like, I'm checking your work because you don't get paid unless I get paid. And I don't right. go to work unless you think I can play the part. And if you completely put me in a category that limits me, then you're not looking for the broad perspective of what we can do together. And so I would cross wow. the you know, T's and dot I's and I'd be like, hey, did you submit me for this? How do you, I didn't ask, did you submit me yeah. for this? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. So they would know when I would call them like, what project is it, Harvey? And I was like, yeah. it's this one. It came out two days ago, blah, blah. The producer is blah, 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 blah. And they were like, and then I book it. And then, so in a way it was like, I was wow. reminded to my team of like, we're a team, but if I have to yeah. come in and do some of your job, that's not good. You know, I need someone who's being, yeah. Well, I need to be mo- more proactive because right now what I do is <laughs> I've been watching like a lot of Yellowstone and then I'm like, okay, I, p- I just add things to my vision board and then I'll call my manager or my agents. I'll be like, guys, this is what's been added to the vision board. But I'm literally like cutting out <laughs> magazine clippings. And I do like, that too. Yeah. I'm like, I, I want to be on Yellowstone season 12 because I know that yeah. show is going to go but forever. You right? Manifest it. And it really does, it does make a difference. And when you put it yeah. in the vision board, I do that too. Like, 
I think it's helpful because everyone's on the same team. So no one's like, I didn't know you wanted to do that. It's like, no, you did. I put it next to, you know, I know this, you did, bitch. I put it on there. Yeah, it's I put on it the board. on. Yeah. So bitch, yeah. you knew. I put it on you there. You knew. So you knew. for me, like it's with my team, they they know that I I'm so proactive when it comes to that stuff, that it's not a surprise. So I had to like eliminate people who were like, Well, I'm the agent and I'm gonna I was like, no, I'm not saying, but isn't it egg on your face if I have to come like, you know, yeah. or for the most part, sometimes I'll get an offer directly because I know somebody who I made an mm-hmm. acquaintance with on a set, they remember me, they're like, Hey, I'm I'm doing this thing, I'm the writer and the producer. Should I go to your agents? I was like, I'll let them know. And then I go to my agent and like, I'm like, hey guys. And then, so they know like, how did you even, for shadows, I had to call my agents and tell them I booked it. Oh, I had hey, to call. This is the so, kind of shit I so, live for. Yeah. So Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement called me directly and they're like, hey, is this Javi? And I'd never met them before because I was supposed to be the wild card. And that's a funny story too, because Again, I made a career out of things that went right for me. Guillermo was 20 years older than I am. Right. The casting director was not going to see me. I went to a wine and cheese night and I met a girl there by the name of Yvonne. Her fiance, Garrett uh, Bash, was the producer for the pilot and the show. And so she texted me the next day. She said, I got your number from the host. I hope you don't mind. I think you're so fucking funny. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no worries, girls. See, you know, have a good time. And it's like, no, but I think you should audition for my fiance's new show. And I was like, I don't do those films, girl. Like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> But also, I'll see you at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I was like, you know, I'm uh, the the year of yes and like I was like, I'm always right. saying, think about this. Is this a possibility? To say yes. So I said, sure, I'll buy it. Who's the casting director? Allison Jones. And I was like, Allison Jones, the greatest, the greatest, uh, literally the greatest. For people who don't know who are listening, Allison Jones basically has cast every single incredible everything. comedy, like literally like Veep, Curb Your Enthusiasm, like everyone, the office, everything, The, the Office, office. Yes. Golden Girl. Like you go down yes. a list of, uh, you know, uh, it's just she's the, the gatekeeper. Bridesmaids, the bridesmaids, yeah. like everything you've ever loved comedy. She is the gatekeeper. I have never been invited to Allison's office. At that point, it was by invitation. Yeah only uh, and it still is and so I was like I will take this audition even if it's nepotism I met someone at a party just to yeah. go meet her I knew that I wasn't right for the role Guillermo was 20 years older right. he'd been working for so long and I was like I'm gonna age myself out I'm gonna never do this I never dress for the character maybe I do like a piece that makes the character feel more you know grounded or whatever but I was like I'm gonna find the most ugly long sleeve sweater and a sweater vest I found these Harry Potter glasses and I popped the lenses out yes yes I, yes. I parted my hair in the middle and give me yes. a ringless hairdo and I was like no one on television would ever look like this right cut to that's the inspiration for Guillermo's wardrobe and hair and it's glasses. amazing I live for this. Let me tell you, it's smart though that you put yourself in those positions because people don't realize like what you're saying earlier. It's like, you know, everybody thinks everything happens overnight. It was like, no, I literally, when I moved to LA, I got a job at a gym in West Hollywood because I was like, what are you going to do? Put yourself in front of the most vain people in the world, which is all the producers, the directors, all the actors. And I used to wait on everybody who now comes to my shows now. And literally they were like, didn't you work at SoulCycle? I'm like, yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I just knew if I was standing around working at a gym, I would get the gossip. I would know what's going on. You know, you hear them chit chat before class. This is what's up. This is what's up. I mean, I was relentless. I had these like shitty business cards that I printed out on Vistaprint and I would drop them in like producers, like bags as <laughs> they would like, as they go yeah, as they'd be buying like new spin shoes. I was relentless. I didn't care. And that's like, just, that's how you have to play it. You know, that's and then, it, right. That's yeah. the thing where I, you have to remind yourself that that's what it takes. So everyone says, well, you know, it's tough to get into this business. It is tough. If you can do anything yes. else, Go do that. If you don't do love that, please. this, go do yeah, that. Just, please go don't do, do that. this. <laughs> you'll waste so much time and you'll have so much resentment. And yeah. if you're meant to like, you know, if you want to be family oriented, because you can do both, but it is a tough business. It's really tough yeah. to, to manage a life with your family. Forget about being in a relationship while you're trying to build a career or even in right. that, like, it's hard, you know, it's manageable. You can do it. But remember, there's talent a yeah. dime a dozen. 
Hollywood, exactly. I can point out people who can sing, you know, arias better than me because, you know, I went to school for musical theater, but I know people who can sing opera better than I, but it's not about talent. This town runs on. Oh, I'm a mediocre talent. Yeah. It's tenacity. Absolutely. I'm tenacity. like, a, I would say I'm a very low hanging fruit talent, except in my stand up. Like that's it's where I thought. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, I'm like, I've got the tenacity. Like I just wouldn't yeah. take no for an answer. Exactly. And now you're thriving. And that's the difference. Yeah. I know actors who are brilliant and I went to school with them and, and I was like, they're yeah. going to make it. They're so talented. They go to one audition. They don't get a callback. They're crushed. They quit. Yes. And I was like, oh, because as actors, as performers, we hear more no's in one week, more no's yeah. than a person hears in a lifetime. Think about the average person who has a job. They go, they work there for about 10, 12 years and they move shift and maybe they move up the corporate ladder or they right. completely shift different careers. Then they work at that job for maybe another 20 or for the rest of their life. So most people will work about two to three jobs in a lifespan because right. that's all they'll need to do because they found it. They're doing it. This is their livelihood. It's stable. It's not educated. They know how to pay the bills. Yeah. An actor will hear no three to four times a week. If you're constantly auditioning for stuff, and you'll hear two maybes and you'll hear one callback and you'll hear, eh, you got it. Or you'll hear you didn't book it. And then that can really be soul crushing after a while. After a while, that really kind of, you know, does something to your psyche. And either you have the soul for it or you don't. It's a tough business. So you have to have this thick skin where like everyone who says, oh my God, you're on every show that I love. And, you know, obviously you've yeah. been on The Magicians. It's a, I've been very fortunate. Like this is like, that was just talking yeah, to You've been working a long time. I was just at a dinner the other night for the creator of Entourage was like, I was talking to my buddy and he says, you got to watch the show. This guy pops, the guy pops. Yeah. And it was because of him that I started watching. And that's when I reached out to this new project that I'm doing. And I, but it was him who was vouching for you and told me to watch the show. I was like, who was the person? And he goes, it was my buddy, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, anytime Charlie is leaving a good Yelp review on you, like that's a win in my book. You know what I mean? Oh, so, the fact that uh, who's lovely, by the way, he was really nice. Yeah. But like, it was just like uh, the fact that like someone's watching your work and they think they discovered you and they think they go and they say, hey, I discovered this guy. And then people and it was actually funny because it was actually Charlie who said to to Doug was like, are you kidding me? He's like, you'll never get him. He's on three different shows. (laughs) He knew the resume. Like, You're not going to get him. And it was this idea that someone's watching your work and the the hard work that you've been doing. So it's all those years of hearing no's and maybes and all that. So the fact that like, you know. Because I also do animation now this past two years with animation. So, Hell yeah. you know, I have the number one kids animation on Disney and then Reacher's number one, Amazon and Shadows is number one. So it was just like, that's not like by mistake. It takes a village to make those, you know, complete right. you know, teams and they're all different from each other. But to be a small part in each one of them is such an honor because it can, that's what makes it to the next thing. It's you're only as good as your last gig and your gig is like your last resume. Your resume looks pretty good right now. So keep that momentum going because your resume yeah. was built years ago, but your resume, you know, is waiter number two and, you know, 2010 doesn't look yeah. as appealing as like a lead on a show that's the number one comedy or something, you know? So you have to remember that all the work, remember all the stuff that you, that you have now that you wish you had, you know, early on. So you can't forget like how to be grateful. Listen, it's President's Weekend, and I love Brooklyn. And you know what I love even better? A Brooklinen President's Day sale. Save on their favorite collection of coziness and celebrate your time off with a new level of relaxation. There's a reason why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews, okay? I ordered all the Brooklinen sheets for all of my guest bedrooms because I already had them in my bedroom. And literally, anybody who stayed at my house is like, this is the most delicious, yummy sheet ever. And I go, yeah, I told you it's Brooklinen. Got it from the podcast, and I'm living 
living my best life. And you will too, if you come visit me at my home, but don't look at my address. That's weird. Listen, Brooklyn and puts cozy in one place at prices that can let you rest easy. I have their pajamas. I have some of their cozy wear. I've got their comforter. It is all good. Don't sleep on savings. Brooklyn and President's Day sale is happening now. Are you listening after the sale? Get the deals of your dreams at brooklinen.com, promo code absolutely not. And that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com slash absolutely not. So they've got the sale going on. And if you're listening after the sale, don't worry. I always got you that hookup. Brooklinen, get the sheets, get the cozies, get all the good stuff because it's just a no brainer. Also, I think Brooklinen makes a great gift. Get somebody, if you're coming to their house, get them some nice sheets because they're going to have to change them anyways. Brooklinen.com, promo code absolutely not. And that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com slash absolutely not. It's just a no brainer. I heard the really great advice because when things started to pop off for me in the last like three years, I heard great advice, especially from a female who said, there will be people in this business who will take credit for work you haven't even done yet. They're going to try and say, oh no, I'm the reason why she's here. I'm the reason why she's here. Like they're going to put their claws on you and try and claim that they're the reason why you're successful for shit you haven't even done yet. And that's bullshit. Like you got yourself here. It was a hard work. You know, it was those years just auditioning and doing that hustle and that fucking grind in like musical theater school. Where'd you go to musical theater school? I went to two places. I went to Citrus College, which had a musical theater conservatory. And it was under Ben Bollinger, who was an opera singer from USC. It was yeah. big in the 60s. And it was the best experience. And I fell there by default because I was actually going to Southern Utah University on a Shakespearean scholarship. I was going to be a Shakespearean. Oh, and I was like, I'm a real, real thespian. Serious. Yeah, I, real I serious. It. Yeah. I real was like, thespian. I'm a real thespian. And so I <laughs> didn't get an agent until probably like senior year in high school. And I was like, I want to do theater. And my agent was like, what? In LA? And I was like, I want to be a, a real actor. And so uh, shortly after going to school there, I, I got a gig in Japan. So I lived in Japan for 13 months doing a musical out there. And then I was like, I'm moving to New York. I'm going to be on Broadway. And then I moved the to New York. Calls, <laughs> 4 a.m. cattle calls for months in the winter. And I mean, I have such respect for musical theater performers because they are the hardest working people. They have to do eight shows a week and they have to uh, give it the best performance. I'm on the road right now and I bitch and complain some days of just like, it's a hustle. It's a grind. Touring is hard. Two of my best friends are on the road. My producers from musical theater, my best friend, Tina, who does a little bit in the show. She's an old school musical theater gal. And we used to live in New York. They would get up at 4 a.m., go line up, go do those cattle call auditions. And they're in like the non-equity line. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. even equity at this point. I mean, I was up till 2 a.m. doing, you know, stand-up sets or like improv. But I was like, <laughs> I do not have the balls. I know for a fact, I do not have the balls. I just don't have the work ethic to do musical theater. It's too yeah. fucking much. Thank it's God different. I lost my voice years ago. <laughs> it's a different you know. discipline. And you can always tell when you find a musical theater kid because like, it's like they're early, you know, because if you're early, you're on time. If yes. you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're fired. Yes. And yes. it's just like, that's the mentality. And in LA, it's like a lot of these like, you know, actors who act for television film will show up 40 minutes after call time and it's just like- Three hours late. Yeah, yeah like, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. that would never happen in musical theater. And then it's like this pride because when someone is late and everyone else was on time, everyone's like looking at you like, you just You piece of us. shit. Yeah, you're <laughs> shit. yeah, and you never want to be that person. So I remember doing cattle yeah. calls and, and there was nothing on Broadway I could play. I'm a very specific type when it comes to like, you know, character acting on stage and there was nothing I could play. I was baby faced, young, you know, fresh out of college and I went to Broadway and I was like, what am I going to play? You know, I was like, I'll play right. anything because it's theater and it's more forgiving and it's right. just like no well they're not going to forgive that much you know but it was a good experience for me to, to do that I did it for winter months and cattle calls and did you know 
summer stock and all of those auditions. And I was just like, and my agent in LA was like, there's this new show. I think I'm going to submit you. But if uh, you get a call for it and after you send your tape, will you be able to come to LA? And I was like, sure. What the heck? And then as luck would have it, I had a theater program out here that I had said no to originally to go to Japan, which is yeah. a really great educational theater program. Maybe you get a chance to work for it. It's Kaiser Educational yeah. Theater through the, the hospitals because they have an umbrella. Oh, it's a community outreach program, but they have full medical, dental, 401k, Hell like yeah. for an no, actor. Listen, we love coverage. We love we coverage. Love coverage. The biggest day of my life was this January. I got my Writers Guild and SAG insurance. And I was like, I've never been like, like it doesn't matter if you're like selling out tours and doing shit. It's like, no, you don't understand. I have dental now. Yeah. This is unheard of. You yeah. don't understand how, as an actor, how long you work to have fucking dental insurance, you know? Yeah. And to keep yeah. it up because you have to like need yeah. to serve, you know, quote every year. And so yeah. that alone is an accomplishment, you know? So the people forget that. Yeah, it's tough. You know, it's tough to be an actor yeah. and have like medical. So for anyways, for me to get this job as an actor in L.A., we were done doing the show. You wake up early like at 5 a.m., you go to a school, you set up the set, you have a microphone, full on costume, ranging from like healthy choices, elementary school to bullying in junior high to talking about PSAs, a PSA, yes. a charcuterie of community outreach. And it was the best gig. It really was because I'd be home by 11 a.m. I go to auditions. And if you book something, your swing would go on for you the next day. So it was the sweetest gig. I did that for a couple of years until I booked my first series regular, which was huge yeah. on ABC Family. Now it's known as Freeform. And so I remember I wouldn't have left that job. And if you can get that gig, it's a nice gig if you can get it. Because it's like, never have to worry about going to the doctor, going to the dentist. It's Kaiser. I'm writing this down. I'm yeah, writing this down. Get the, get the Kaiser Hospital <laughs> gig and PSAs that are about anti-bullying. Okay, good. Got it, got it, now the words got out since that because they get thousands of submissions a day with good reason. Course, if you're lucky to have one of those Of course gigs, the word got out. And now it's the most coveted job in Hollywood <laughs> because nobody knows where their next meal or paycheck is coming from. Exactly. Yeah. So it was great to start off with that. And then I moved on to television and film. And like, so slowly I started not accepting roles and turning things down that um, I live for the day. I live for the day that I can say no. My ages are some days like, Heather, you know, maybe we should pass on this. And I'm like, just say yeah. yes. We don't yeah. know what's yeah. like. I'm and literally smoking a cig on the other <laughs> end of the yes line. Like, yeah, just say yeah. it. Just go for yeah. it. It's hard because yeah. for so long, you know, you wanted a gig. And I'm in the place where like, I've said only yes a handful of times. And it's only because some of it's very insulting, you know, I'm just like, what? Uh, like, I'm not going to tell you how yeah. many times now, listen, okay. You've clearly <laughs> like as a Latino man, I'm sure you've had just the most insane, insulting, just like, this is like demoralizing, degrading, I guess maybe as a full busted woman, especially from the South, at least. So mine are not as bad, but I always get called into play like a road hard, put away wet hooker. And I'm like, I guys, like, I don't know why I don't even smoke, but they're always like, it's always the worst breakdowns. It's like, she's sad, been beaten, you know, heavy set, but has a beautiful face, you know, works the streets. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of vibe I give off, but this is, I have nothing left inside. Well, yeah. that's the early on, like that's the breakdowns that I was really upset to see that sometimes they, yeah. you know, their agent calls you and like, this guy's next door. He's funny. So they would vamp it up more. And then you get the yeah. breakdown and it was literally the title of the character was that guy number two. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this guy has no name. And that's when I realized yeah. that writers could sometimes be lazy. They're like, yeah, it's that guy. Blah, blah. And I was like, give the human a name. Like it was exactly. like, you could totally use your artistic way of saying boy next door. might have an extra couple pounds on him. Full figured right. guy. Funny to hang out with. Use your words. You're a writer. That's literally what you do. And to write down fat guy, or like I would have friends who are also full figure girls, and it would be like fat girl. And it's like, come on, guys. Like it was just like it was really insulting, you know. 
I had like multiple callbacks for this big network show. It's still on the air. And the breakdown literally said morbidly obese, but beautiful. And I went in and this I remember us? going, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me, How no, do you know? I was up for the male role. <laughs> I literally went to the network and like literally met with the creator and wrote I didn't get that far, so good for you. That's a humble brag right there. I did not get that far, but I really thought I crushed the audition. <laughs> but again, you probably did crush yeah. the audition. And honestly, you probably, it came down to like, you weren't big enough. You know, you weren't tall enough or you weren't yeah. this enough, or you were, whatever it was. For me, it was that they said, they came back to me, they're like, you look like you could be their child. And it was just like, yeah. what? And they're like, you look so young. This was years ago, you know, to play a yeah. love interest to the opposite character. And I was like, okay. So maybe I have to grow stubble, you know, grow a beard right. or whatnot. But they're like, you look too young next to them. That was what the note came back to. But otherwise, we would have been in, in business. And I was like, okay. so it'll come down to the stupidest thing that you have right. no control over. It's just right. like, oh, we wish you were 100 pounds heavier because you're two in the middle. And it's just like, what? Like, I'm a 14, 16. And I went in there and it was like, it was like all over the place. Which is the average size for the American woman. In- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And it was just like so bizarre. And I remember I was like, okay, I want this so bad. I was like, I want this role. And I went to Silver Lake Ramen and I had two orders of ramen beforehand because I said, <laughs> I don't care how morbidly obese I was. I was like, I'm going to look so swollen. I could not get my rings off for like three days. But I was like, I am going to go in there and just like give it to them. And in the audition, I had to like eat ice cream and cry wearing a bathrobe. And I just remember being like, and I'm a comedian. Listen, I think comedians can do drama. You know, not a lot of dramatic actors can do comedy. And I was just like, I'm going to get this. This is going to be the moment. And then I just left that audition. I was like, I, I think I drove to In-N-Out and I just cried my car for like two hours. <laughs> so you, re, you redid the audition later on yes, in your car. Yes, I did. I did. I sure as hell did. But you know yeah. what it is? That's around the time where I started letting go of this because it's frustrating yeah. to like know that you're perfect for a role, right? And you know, like right. I'm the right one, I'm the right one. And then it doesn't turn out your way and you, you beat yourself over it. And then sometimes Always. the roles that you're like, I'm not right for this but I'm going to give it my 150%. And those are the ones you book because you, you threw it out the window. You're like, I'm just going to do my best. I'm just going to do what I can. And you know, I'm going to do what I know I can do. You know, all my hair fell out. Okay. I did my egg freezing. My hormones got weird and then all my hair fell out. And now I have all these weird baby hairs, but you know what that's a good sign of? That's a good sign that the Nutrafol is working. I had read a lot of reviews online and everyone said this stuff works, but I get a little, you know, you never know. Literally, I love Nutrafol and this is why. Because they look at what's causing the root of the hair loss, right? Obviously, it's a lack of certain nutrition, but it's stress management. I love Nutrafol. They offer two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time and you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women who reported improved hair growth after six months, more than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code absolutely to save $15 off your first month subscription. And this is their best offer anywhere. And it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code absolutely. I truly love Nutrafol. I use their product. I take it every day. And it is the only thing that's making me feel confident again because my hair is starting to grow back. Thank God. 
let's be real. We can all probably add a little bit more fruits and veggies in our life. And I'm going to make it easy on myself. I don't have time to think about it. I don't want to have time to go to the store a million times. What I do have time for though is daily harvest. It is the easiest way to get more fruits and veggies into my day every day. They have my back with delicious food that's good for me and good for the planet. Daily harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls. They have flatbread, smoothies, and more all built on organic fruits, vegetables, right to your door and conveniently stays fresh in your freezer. I'm obsessed with the smoothies personally. Okay, because here's the deal. If you want to make like a real legit smoothie, you got to buy 75 friggin' ingredients. You go to the grocery store and you're like, I just left with like the country of Brazil, you know, and then it goes bad in your fridge. But with Daily Harvest, they have really interesting, delicious ingredients in their smoothies and it's already made. And then you just add a little water to it, throw it in your blender, maybe a scoop of protein and you're off to the races. So they do the work for you. And it's just, it doesn't get easier than that. They've got bowls. They've got amazing tomato and zucchini minestrone soup. I love their flatbreads. I love it all. Here's the deal. Go to dailyharvest.com slash absolutely to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash absolutely for up to $40 off your first box. Again, dailyharvest.com slash absolutely. It's the ones I always do where I go, I didn't book that. The ones that I walk out, I go, there's no way in hell. Those are the ones that they end up calling and they're like, we love it. You've got it. And I'm like, did you just see my tape? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it because like, you didn't, you didn't put so much energy into like the idea that it's so important and they can yeah. smell that, you know, when you walk into the room and you want to do it. They can smell desperation. Smell it. Yeah. It's not and even you, eagerness. It's just sheer. Like I need to pay my cable bill. I need the gig. I need the gig. I need the gig. Because I need to pay rent, you know, and so and I've been, you know, in the creative side where I've produced and stuff and directed stuff with my writing partner. And like we've been in the the casting room where we want someone to succeed. They want you to be good. And we are rooting for people. And then we can see in the face like, no, 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 don't don't make it into this. Don't make And they switch it into like so desperation. And you're like, because then we're like, how are they going to be on set? You know, can they handle the role? Blah, blah. But it's good to put on that different hat because now I get it. You know, so when I go into a room. Don't be that guy. You know, don't be all uncool. (laughs) Don't be all uncool. Maybe that's it. Like maybe come in like, you know, with like a Chipotle burrito bowl and like a half open, like sugar-free Red Bull and be like, do you guys mind if I finish this real quick? And like, just go the opposite way. Yeah. Hold my, hold my bowl when I do the audition. Hold my bowl while I do this, uh, this period piece. I mean, remember Barbara Streisand did that for Funny Girl. She yeah. chewed gum and then there was never gum when she put it underneath the, the, you know, she was on a stool or something for the audition and she took a second where to put the gum. And then after the audition, they went to the stool and there was no gum underneath it. She had just been acting the whole time from the get go, which was to grab their attention. She was in character. I mean, Babs can do no wrong. Like truly. I was a musical theater kid and I thought I was going to go to college for musical theater. And then I lost my voice and I just, I don't sing anymore, but like, that's what I grew up on. Like once you're in that musical theater world and you like, like Patty Lapone and you know, just all of them, Bernadette Peters, yeah. like once you have those icons in your life, you just, you never grow out of being a musical theater kid. Ever. Yeah. Never. It's like, it's in you, it's in your blood. Like you can pretend yeah. that you don't like it, but you can't help it when they play a couple of chords of songs that are so familiar <laughs> that you just have to break out into Marie yeah. Price's mode, you know? But <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It was around that time where I was like, not doing this anymore. I'm not trying to like, please, you know, because it's like either you're right for it or you're not. It's that simple. And it's like, and it's out of your control because it'll come down to like, you're not tall enough. You're not blonde. You didn't have blue, like whatever the things yeah. that were against you, fuck it. It's just like, I'm not wasting any more time beating myself because I wasn't what you envisioned for that one time role that was going to take a week of your life to film or that month long, you know, filming of a movie. 
It's not mm-hmm. worth it. It's not worth your psyche. It's not worth your, your mental health. It's not worth it. It's just like, I did it. It's done. It was my best. No one can tell me it wasn't. And if you don't like it, that's okay. It wasn't your cup of tea. It wasn't your dessert. That's all right. I wish you the best. And then move on to the next table. I have this theory though, that every self tape I've ever done, every tape I've done in the room with the casting director, it's, it wasn't actually for an audition. I have a feeling this is like, we're in the matrix or it's like the Truman, the Truman show. show. <laughs> yeah. And then at my funeral, uh, that at my funeral, they're just going to replay these shitty fucking auditions that I've done over the years. And they're gonna be like jokes on her. Like Ashton Kutcher's going to pop out of a casket. Every time I leave an audition, I go, I don't know who that was for, but it was for some like sick fuck who wants to watch it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you know what? That's okay. Cause it's like, That's whenever fine. they watch the tapes, you'll be long gone. And it'll be like, I don't care. Fuck it. Like I yeah, don't fuck care. It. I crushed it. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay. So you're doing everything. I mean, you're doing voiceovers. You've got like three shows. What is on your vision board? And feel free, whatever you feel like sharing, but if there are any other aspects of your life, you're like, this is on the vision board. I want this to happen. I'm manifesting this. Absolutely. Yes. We're putting the energy out there on that. Yeah, I eventually want to do theater because that's what I went to school for. And I was like, I will do it eventually. And it'll probably be like from TV and films, you know, which is always worthy because you see like a rotating circle of people who do like Chicago, you know, and you're like, it's like every. Can I tell you, though, I literally just had a meeting with the theatrical team over my agency and I go, guys, put me in Chicago. I can do it. I literally (laughs) said, I said, every real housewife has done Chicago. I can sing those notes all that jazz. I've got it. I literally said, I don't care. Put me in Chicago. And they're like, we'll make a call. Oh my <laughs> God. Do you, wait, do you want to be Roxy or Velma or both? <laughs> I would do either. I would literally be Velma or Roxy. I would do any of it. And they were like, all right, go. Okay. We'll make a call. I was like, I, I feel like Roxy shit. would be so good for you because Roxy has to be funny. Like Roxy has she to has, actually be funny. And no offense to like Velma's because I love a good Velma, but Velma is like more like, dark and more, you know what I mean? And just like, I think Roxy has to be fun. I want to watch her on stage. I'm entertained. And so every minute they're on stage, I'm just watching that. So that's what I envisioned Roxy. So I think you should do Roxy. But I just said, listen, if I'm going to go for it, I literally said, if Erica Jane and every real housewife can be in Chicago, I was like, call, make phone calls now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's doable. (laughs) And so that's what I mean. Like that, for that vessel, like that's perfect because it's from TV and films or, you know what I mean? Like that's like, that's perfect to make that connection. Sometimes you see someone go into Broadway, you're like, oh, you know, just like, uh, okay. Yeah. But okay. I, I'm just waiting for the, the opportunity because when I do, it's like, no. I was like, I went to school for it. This is yeah. what I did. And yes, I do TV and film now, but I was trained to be a real, you know, on stage thespian and I will prove it. You know? Of course, your agents are like, you know, there's no money. And you're like, I'll still do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why they're like, you know, not, you know, all the time excited about like looking yeah. for something in its theater, but a short stunt on something is doable. You know, yeah, now a quick eight we run. Year, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe it's a lot, you know, but that's why I have so much respect for theater performers because they do it. They commit to it for a year to do a project. And it's like your whole life is going to be eight shows a week for a year, you know? Yeah, when you look at these like old theater kids who are doing, you know, these black box theater, they're doing it off Broadway and you're like, no, they still have that passion and that love for the art and the craft in their eyes. And listen, as a comedian, I'm always having to like come up with new stuff, but there are days where I'm like, I need to get re-inspired. So I'll go, I'll do two matinees, six shows. Like I'll just go and see shows for a week. And then I'm like, okay, I'm getting my creative juices back. Like you sometimes get jaded in TV and film and you're like, I need to get back and see what live theaters, how it makes me feel. I do that all the time. Well, when it was doable right before, you know, this whole 
thing started. Like I remember I was in New York and I was filming in Upstate in the Catskills and I took a weekend trip just to see theater shows. Like I yeah. literally needed to see and be around theater and theater performers and watch them, you know, uh, it's because the instant rapport that you have with an audience, it's not like TV and film where you wait for the editing and stuff. And I hope that comes out good because if I were to edit, I would edit like this. In yeah. theater, it is instant. No one gives you a second chance. Either your joke lands or your song is beautiful or you hit the notes and there's no second or chance. But you didn't. But yeah. you didn't. I always love going to theater to exactly like you, you know, just like be like, oh, yes, I'm re-energized as a performer. You should be like that, you know, and I want to go, you know, to go back to when it opened recently, but it's been kind of difficult on and off. You know, it's opens, it closes, it opens, it closes. So it's been tough, you know. And it's hard and people, you know, people who are listening who don't realize like it's really hard right now for theater to stay open, you know, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, they get these huge big name actors to come in and, and do these musicals. And there's some days like these old theater kids are like, at the 4 a.m. audition, we're like, um, I'm perfect for this role, but they got to get the big name to to keep the lights on so they can pay the rent in the New York City theater. I mean, you know, Hollywood's a wild place. And people ask me sometimes, like I went back and talked to my alma mater and they're like, what's your advice? I'm like, don't get in this business. I'm like, don't do it. Like you said, unless you want to hustle and work 15 different jobs, it's a gnarly business. Y'all know I love my son, Riccatoni Cannoli Gandolfini Daniels, more than anything in the world. Again, I would breastfeed him in public if you guys wouldn't shame me. Skin to skin, baby. But here's the deal. I, you know, wanted to make sure that I was giving him the healthiest food. I want to make sure that I'm giving him everything he needs. Frenchies can be a little difficult. So what I decided to do was do a little DNA test on him. And it's this coolest thing. It's called the Embark, E-M-B-A-R-K. See what they did there. Purebred kit, an Embark breed and health kit. So you basically do a screening. And I was like, I need to make sure, even though I thought he was a purebred, I'm like, let's make sure he's full Frenchy. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? It came back. He is full Frenchy. Here's the thing. Embark is pushing science forward to help all dogs have longer, healthier lives. It's a team effort. And every dog that's tested through Embark helps bring us all closer to ending preventable diseases in dogs. So it's like, listen, if you know your dog's DNA, you know, maybe some traits, some markers that they might have, like Frenchies or brachycephalic dogs, you know that they're not going to be great. Rick's can't do chicken, you know, and he can't do some other things. Frenchies tend to have skin issues. If I have a DNA test on him and I know what we're looking at genetically, it can help me make the right decisions for my baby. Embark offers the most scientifically advanced dog DNA test. Their test analyzes more than 230,000 genetic markers. That's over twice as much genetic data as the competition. Right now, Embark has a limited time offer with their breed and health kit and purebred kit for our listeners. Go to Embark vet.com and get free shipping and have a $50 off with promo code. Absolutely. Again, visit Embark vet, E-M-B-A-R-K V-E-T.com and use promo code absolutely to save $50 off. There's something that you said earlier that was interesting. It was like, you know, we hear no all the time and that's the thing. And I don't know how, like what your family was like growing up, but I grew up in like a savage family where everybody was just like, you had to come to the dinner table with your A game, with your best material every night. And that's strictly like, I leave it to my parents for being so almost hard on me. That's why I can handle Hollywood. I'm like, well, please. There's nothing that a producer could ever say to me that my own mother hasn't. You haven't heard at the dinner table. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. For me, it was a little different. My mom did not want me to do entertainment industry. She thought it was like, with good reason, it was unstable yeah. for a child of hers to like, 
even consider that, especially being like the, the child of immigrants and coming to, you know, the new world of like opportunity and deciding to do the arts where it's like, no, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't come from a different country for you to just have funsies and play dress up. Like right, we exactly. wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer. And those were the only two options. And I was like, but I could play a doctor. I could, yeah. I could play a lawyer. And it's like, no, it's not sturdy. And like, I had to prove myself basically. And the funny thing is that I come from a very funny family. Like no one makes me laugh more than my brother, Nacho, who, you know, could be an amazing comedian, but he gets stage fright, you know, <laughs> he's just like, right. we want to be on stage. And so like, I came from a really like funny family, always, you know, talking and, and putting on sketch shows for each other, but never the choice of a career. That was never an option. When right. I had to prove myself to my mom in high school, I was doing arts and uh, holding a job down and paying for my own like dance and acting classes and stuff. Cause she always said, I'm not going to fund this. Cause I remember asking her if I could take this improv class when I was like six and I watched Annie on television and I was like, mom, I want to be that. I want to be an orphan. And she looked at me weird <laughs> and she was like, ¿Es loco? and I was just like yeah. an orphan. She's like, no, son actores. And I was like, oh, an actor. I want to be an actor. Yeah. She goes, oh, you know, it costs money. And she told me that we didn't have that money because we know low income, poor family. Like it was just like, we don't have money for that. We better have money for rent and like laundry and all that. So she said, I didn't say you couldn't do it. I said, I can't provide the funds for you to do it. But if you find your way, Miko, you can do whatever you want. So something that she that. taught me early on was like, this is America. You can do whatever you want. If you really want something bad enough, put your mind to it. And I did. I didn't have the money. So I started to figure out how do I make money at six years old? So we're walking home from school one day and this guy was going through trash. Cans. I was like, mom, what are you doing? That's so gross. And she was like, oh, vende los botes. He sells the cans. And I was like, you make money from trash? And she goes like, yeah, only in America. So I ran into her closet, got a wire hanger, got a plastic bag from Food for Less and went to trash cans. And that's how you paid for your improv class. That's my first, my first improv class. And that's how the hustle begins. That's how the hustle begins. And then when you go into that class and you have that one great theater teacher who like nurtures you and like lights that spark behind your eyes, it's done. It's a wrap. It's You're like, this is it. Look, I can't it, take no for an answer. I got to do it. It wasn't overnight. So it's always funny when someone says just such an overnight success. And I was like, overnight? Oh, my ass. Please. Like, yeah, I've been yeah. collecting trash. I've been collecting trash yeah. since I was six because I haven't stopped working, not professionally in the entertainment industry, but working since I was six. Collected cans, yeah. sold chocolates door to door. I worked at my dad's construction site in the summers. I worked at a swap meet as a runner for a taco stand while always trying new improv and new characters. Like I'd be a right. character. I'm a roll, you know, roller girl today, you know, like going from taco yeah. stand to taco stand. And so like, it was the idea that like, they taught me hard work, you know, the ethic of um, just having integrity and working hard for what you want. And that never went away. My parents worked really hard their whole lives. And yeah. so I was like, they, they can do it. I can do it, but I'm going to meet doing it towards this goal. Like this is my end game. And so yeah. when people say now, you know, oh my God, all the shows you were great. And it's uh, where did you come from? Out of nowhere. And I was like, no. No, I've been no. kind of working towards this for a while. You're like, I've literally been rollerblading with like, you know. <laughs> chocolates like, in my bag. <laughs> chocolates and tacos. Like, you don't even understand what I've been up to. <laughs> you know, it's interesting too. I love, like, nothing makes me like just cringe more when people are like, oh, you're an actor. It's so easy. I'm like, no, actually it's crazy long hours. The hustle, there is no guarantee. You don't know if your show is going to get picked up. You don't even know if you'll make it through a full season sometime. Like people, and, and not that it's like, woe is us, but it's easy for people to put artists and creatives in a box and go, oh, your life's easy. It's like, no, it's the opposite. And also we do have to have hard work ethic because you're working crazy hours and in weird conditions. And it's not just, you know, we're not riding around in limos, just drinking Cristal all day. <laughs> yeah. They see the final product. That's what it is, right? So you right. see them at the award shows, at the limo, you know, being photographed. Those are perks and they're really great perks. So when I get to ride a limo, 
so fun. It's right. not often because it's like you're working. If you're really working constantly, you barely have enough time to go and take that. You know, it's like you have to be working yeah. on the next gig, the next gig, the next gig, just to stay in the, you know, in the scheme of things. But like, it is hard work. It's just like, I used to think this too. I'm like guilty of like when think, oh, modeling, that must be easy. It's not, yeah. you know, like I've recently, no, like finding myself. I sweat doing, like, through every photo shoot, yeah. every promo photo shoot <laughs> I've ever had to do. I literally, my ankles get swollen. I, my feet, <laughs> like, I feel my heartbeat in my feet. I'm like, I was not cut out for this at yeah. all. And I just recently started doing, you know, experimenting on that where like I got approached to like plus size modeling. And I was like, plus oh, size. Yeah. I was like, okay, sure. That shouldn't be hard. It's hard. It's like, hard. it's like knowing your angles and knowing how to like look and how you can't open your eyes too big. Or you got to have this like come hither look and how don't open your mouth too. Like, it's like, it is a yeah. technique. I used to make fun of watching like America, you know, as next top model. Like, oh, like, yeah. so fun. And I have such respect because until you know it and understand it, it's easy to critique. And we all do it. We yeah. like judge from afar, but lead with a little bit of empathy because everyone's job might seem easy to you, but it could be the hardest day of your life. <laughs> I love that. Lead with a little bit of empathy. Harvey, I'm going to let you get out of here in a second, but I, if there, it does not have to be like industry related, but you know, part of our podcast is people will call into the hotline and they'll say like, absolutely not. It's like, it's a safe space to bitch about anything and, and everything that you're going through. Is there anything that you've recently seen, felt, witnessed where you're like, absolutely not. I don't have time for this. It doesn't have to be like a soul searching thing, but you're just like, I can't anymore. I guess I was looking at this the other day where like I was seeing people like doing their everyday things like where like for me, I used to love going grocery shopping, like just like, yeah. you know, it takes time. And now I'm like, absolutely not. Like, it's yeah. just like, for me, it's so time consuming. And now with everything that's been going on in the world, that's one of the things where I'm just like, absolutely not. I don't want to waste an no, hour. Of my day. Yeah. I, hear I can't, you. I can't because I rather if it provides service for someone to do a job yeah. and they, they can go and get groceries and I can help with that and I get groceries out of it. Like that's been my new thing where it's like, if I can like uh, save myself an hour here, an hour there, because time's precious, you know? And yes, it'll cost you money to get your whatever delivery. What I'm saying is I Uber eats a lot because I don't want to cook. <laughs> You're like this. And this episode sponsored by Uber sponsored eats. By Uber eats. Yeah. Well, listen, if you don't have to fight with somebody over like the last thing of Pamplemousse LaCroix in a Gelson's on a Tuesday when you need to be on set, like yeah. work smarter, not harder. I do not blame exactly. you. Absolutely not. That's Just still it. going to the grocery store. Work yeah. smarter, not harder. So for me, I, I was like, so I've gone past that level of like, I don't want to do that. I don't, absolutely not. Like, I don't want to do yeah. it because it's like, I work hard. So like, I should use that time wisely to yeah. continue to work hard in that way. And if I can provide work for someone else to do those runs and errands and like, you know, then absolutely. That's one thing I was like, absolutely not. Okay. So Harvey, how can everybody find you? Like, I'm just a huge fan. I'm so honored that you took the time to come on. Absolutely not. Like you have no idea. Also side note, I love and adore you, but my sister literally is like, he is one of the most talented guys in the game. And she just from the Georgia law lady, Ashley McMahon, she just wanted me to say hi and hello. And she's so sad that she couldn't herself. What's her name? Her name's Ashley. We call Ashley. her the Georgia Law Lady. She's Hi, an Ashley. Attorney. Thanks so much for the sweet words. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, all just Harvey Gian at Harvey Gian, my full name, not hard. I love it. And, and you can find him on Bone Mary Berry, which is here on Dear Media, and check you out on all the millions of TV shows, movies, and fabulous things you're doing in the future. Thank you for coming on the Absolute Not Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.